it was really emotional for everyone to have to choose to maybe close their doors. Like some people have like discovered some really great things about like what the priorities are. I had a bit of an identity crisis when the work stopped and when we'd fully caught up with all the client work. It really kind of put it at the forefront that I had a purpose before and it was helping people to create effective videos and then that disappeared. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Grow Your Business with Video podcast. I'm your host, Alex Wardle, and I've got my lovely co-host here with me as well, Naomi Watson. Hello, How's it going? hello. So we're still uh, at home. <laughs> we're still recording our podcast from the kitchen. I have taken over the kitchen with all of the, the gear. Um, and we're still, well, we're not really in lockdown now, are we? At the time of recording this, we are on our way out. Thank God, because it's been a while. It's, it's certainly been a little while, hasn't it? Um, yeah, what's lockdown been like? What's your experiences of the UK lockdown? Uh, um, do we want to get into that <laughs> in detail? Uh, yeah. Um, well, to be honest, uh, at the beginning, come full when we went into full lockdown and the rules were quite clear of um, stay inside and you're allowed out for exercise for one hour a day, even though that was so unusual. It, it just was nice and clear and it made sense. And I, I'm actually quite missing um, only being allowed outside for once a day because now we're allowed out for as long as we want. I've stopped exercising. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'd actually, like in the planning for recording these episodes, um, I was doing a bit of research and kind of looking back at, uh, at my calendar and some photos that I'd taken since the start of the lockdown, obviously at the end of March. Um, and I'd forgotten about the one hour a day exercise thing um like only leave your house for one reason and for for essential reasons and essential travel all of that was a thing wasn't it not, not yeah. long ago and you're right like we we got into a a really good habit didn't we of walking every day because we were desperate to get outside and leave the house yeah and because the um it, it, it the threat of it not being allowed of it being taken away yes um, so that's a that's a lesson in itself really isn't it about sort of scarcity i guess and um yeah restriction but anyway that's not what we're that's not what i intended to talk about today however we are going to keep things on the lockdown because our sort of big announcement um that i have already kind of shared on social media and whatnot but i suppose this is going to make it official is that our documentary about the lockdown specifically about northeast businesses and how they have adapted and kind of overcome the challenges of lockdown is on the way it is going to be released rather soon as well. Um, so for a bit of context, for the past, I think it's three or four weeks now, maybe a, bit, maybe a little bit longer, we have been going out to uh, businesses and we've been uh, going to meet entrepreneurs as well. So people who are in all manner of industries and run businesses of different shapes and sizes. And we've just been interviewing them about uh, their lockdown experiences from a business perspective. What have they done differently? Are they surviving? Are they thriving? Um, asking them all kinds of questions. And, but my big thing that I wanted to do with this is keep it positive. I really wanted to kind of spread the good word of these businesses because, you know, as you know, dear listener or dear viewer, you don't need me to tell you how negative and kind of anxiety inducing the media has been recently. Like it's bad enough anyway. And then when the coronavirus thing hit, 
it seemed like wherever you turned, it was all just kind of bad news and a lot of uncertainty and worry about the future. And, but I knew that there were good stories in there as well. You know, it, di- it didn't actually take long, did it, before really positive stories started coming out about businesses who've like completely adapted and, and changed to continue serving their customers. Not only that, you know, which is good for the business itself, but continue to like delight them as well. Yeah. Um, and businesses that, you know, perhaps some people thought they might not survive at all, or maybe that they would kind of go dormant for a few months, however long this thing would last and then come back. Or would they come back as well? Yeah. yeah. They've actually, I'm not going to say the P word, but they have adapted <laughs> um, the pivot word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you were just looking at me like, what P word? <laughs> um, but well, they, they have, they've, they've, they have pivoted. Yeah. And the reason it's good to, I think it's good to use that word is because they've not just adapted to the situation and they'll adapt back, like readapt back. You know, they've changed the way they do business and quite a lot of them are choosing to continue to do business this way now as well. Exactly. Instead of just going back to how they've always done it because it's, even though it's comfortable, it's not necessarily always the right thing to do. That's right. And you, you've touched on a really good point there, actually, Norms, because um, what... What I also kind of wanted to delve into with the documentary is how businesses have changed, not just in the short term, not just in a reactive way, as we've all had to do. You know, we've all had to react in some way because no one really saw this coming or perhaps people did, but no one listened. But anyway, um, but lots of businesses that we've been speaking to have changed for the better for the longer term. The way that they've had to react in the current situation they've actually realized a lot of things. Maybe, you know, some of their working practices could have been better optimized or maybe um, the way that they uh, even have like staff meetings, working from home, obviously, that's been a big thing. And we've spoken to quite a few people who are going to keep some of the changes that they've made because it's going to be actually be better for the long term. And it's, you know, it's an interesting thought, isn't it? Like, would they have discovered these better working practices and better systems and whatnot if this hadn't happened. Um, And there's been quite a few examples of that. So, and this is just one of the themes that we talk about in the documentary and that we've managed to kind of pull out of people in our interviews with them. And again, just to kind of contextualize it a little bit further, the reason this all kind of came about, you know, and I think this is kind of worthwhile sharing sort of our lockdown story um, because it ties in with the themes of the documentary as well. One of them being kind of authenticity. And I think it's really important to be open and honest on, well, as much as you can, especially on things like social media as a business owner, because uh, I was speaking to someone the other day about this and he said, I I think you can sniff inauthenticity a mile off and it really puts people off. And aside from anything else, I'm a big advocate of just being honest anyway um, and not being someone who kind of just shows a highlights reel on social media because that ends up in all kinds of issues of its own. So anyway, with all that being said, a really quick sort of run through. Um, when I was putting together this little timeline, I actually came across the f- the first instance that I sort of heard of coronavirus. I was emailing a client. We were going to be doing some live streaming um, for some of their customers who were over in China. So the idea was we live stream this uh, It's a manufacturing business so that this thing getting built so that the people, the customers who are over in China don't actually have to come over here. They just see it happening and they tick all the boxes. Yep, it's all going great and then carry on. 
and um, the person I was speaking to in this business says, oh, this live streaming thing might actually go ahead because uh, the, it's looking like the people from China can't actually come over because of coronavirus. And I'd never heard of it up to that point. That was like late February, I think. Um, and I, I was like, I don't know what that is, but yeah, okay, whatever. I didn't really think anything of it. And then like like us all, you know, the, the signs, it just kind of ramped up exponentially, didn't it? And you saw people talking about it. There's this thing happening on the other side of the world. And um, we got all the stories of like, it'll be fine. Like, it's not going to come here. And then when it did come here, it was like, no, we're going to contain it. It's fine. And-, and it happened in Newcastle first, closer to where we're based. And it was like, oh gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it soon became pretty real, didn't it? Um, and so to really quickly sort of rattle through, it happened, lockdown was announced and essentially the business dried up. We had, not only did we have our regular people that we filmed for who, you know, that just kind of got put on the back burner. It wasn't like a case of them saying, we're not filming anymore now. That's it. It stopped, but we just, well, their, their business temporarily half stopped, you know, that they were a physical business, like continue e-commerce related but they had to literally close the doors so you couldn't go there to film anymore exactly yeah yeah you couldn't be close to people anymore so yeah so that all stopped um not only that but we had actually some big projects lined up um i was supposed to be going to poland to film a conference and san diego as well uh i was obviously really excited for the latter well for both but especially the latter never been san diego before that was that was canned um and we also it's so frustrating even talking about it like we had our biggest project to date. We filmed it just before this, didn't we? I think it was February that we filmed it um, with Station Taxis in Sunderland. Like, really big project. Really excited for what it was going to do for their business. And it was a something to be really proud of being involved in because I think it had a really good message. And, like, they were over the moon with what we'd filmed. And it, it, and it was done. It was ready. The, the edits had been done. They were in the bag. They were approved. And it was like, yeah, we're just going to sort out a voiceover and figure out the plan for publishing it. And then we'll go from there. And then this hit and, you know, frantic conversations, it quickly became clear, you know, that they said we could release this now, but because of everything that's going on and how, you know, distracted for want of a better term people are, it's not going to get a great reception. It's not going to get a great result. It's just not the right time. Um, And so that's, that just got put on the back burner. So if I'm being completely honest, as I, think you know we should be i was like really downtrodden by this and looking back i there was definitely a sort of period where i didn't really do much and i kind of wallowed for a bit that's what i've wrote in my my notes like the timelines like at this point i wallowed because i just was thinking you know there's there's this this thing this restriction that's been put on us doing any kind of work for anyone it's bigger than me that was what I kept thinking. You know, I'd wake up every day and be like, you know, use this opportunity to do the stuff that you didn't have time for before to work on the business, all this kind of stuff. I knew rationally what I had to do, what I should be doing. And I had people around me as well, you know, like Dom Hodgson, who um, I speak to all the time. He was doing the same and kind of encouraging his his guys in his group and, and me as an extension of that to to be as proactive as possible. Um, but I think for a, I think probably for about a week, I just played Xbox and um sulked about it and then it was like okay what can i actually do to make the most of this situation however small you know so i wallowed for a little bit and then i decided right get off my ass and and work on the business now so i decided to join the success engineers accelerator group 
we talk about success engineers all the time. Our good friends, Dino and Simon, they have a group where business owners and entrepreneurs can uh, jump in and kind of all collaborate and throw ideas around with each other. And they have a session every week where we jump on a Zoom call and we delve into some specific problems that we're having. Um, and it's something I should have done ages ago, to be honest, but, you know, better late than never. So joined that and myself and another guy in the group kind of had similar problems that we that we put forward to dis, to discuss and so we sort of really delved into um the sort of idea of what to be working on now like what's the best thing to be working on in this time like whilst we've got this opportunity in inverted commas um and someone in that group julie she said uh, if i was you i would get out there and start telling the story of your local town because you know we're in this like we're essentially in wartime, aren't we? That's what it felt like. like. There hasn't been a situation like this since wartime. That's definitely what it felt like because the sup- in the supermarkets, there was almost like a, rash- a rationing system as well of ha- how many products you were allowed because people were stockpiling. Yeah, it was terrifying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when that was at its peak, wasn't it? And it was like, wow. And yeah, the streets were eerie and all of that. Um, and she said, yeah, I would get out there and I would do that. You know, get in touch with some local businesses see if they want to kind of tell their story on film. And obviously it's going to be, She's. I think she was the first one who said it's win-win for everyone because you're going to help them get exposure, which they really need right now because they're probably working their asses off like even more than usual trying to adapt and everything. And they need to let people know that they're, that they are still a viable business. We're going to have a cat jump up, by the way, if anyone's watching this podcast, there she is. Always interrupt him. Um, apologies if you don't like cats. But if you don't like cats, stop watching this right now. Um, yeah, so so she was like, I would suggest you go and, you go and do that. And obviously the, it's win-win because there's you can attach kudos to it. You'll get so much kudos for, for having done it. You can attach your name to it. It's a creative project. It allows you to stay creative. So do that. Um, and I think I felt a little bit of apprehension at first because it kind of reminded me of before... I started the business and you, and I was searching for jobs and I knew that it was kind of going to be a similar process where like you, you essentially put loads of word out there, loads of applications and get very little back. And I was like, oh, it's, that's going to be a real blag. I know that not many people are going to get back in touch um, or, or just say no. And we had to like every yes or maybe that we got in the beginning because it, you did have that apprehensive feeling and we had to celebrate every little yes and, and make a big deal out of it because we just we needed to feel better and good about like trying to do something positive but then the yeses started coming in more and more and more so yes they did indeed yeah so i i decided after a little bit of as you know as you just said the, the apprehension i was like right i'm i'm just going to give this my all um and see what happens which is a kind of a jordan peterson thing if there's any anyone who's also a fan of him um it's uh yeah, it, 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 one of his, one of the things he says is like try something like try your best at one particular thing, like put all of your effort into one thing and see what happens. Like literally watch what happens. And I thought I'm gonna just adopt that and see see kind of what happens here. Um, so on the uh, the little timeline that I found here, after the wallowing phase, and after I'd you know tried to play some guitar again, and I made a little silly film about sim racing at home and. You were staying um, creative. I was, yeah. I'd be, Credit I'd, to that. Yep, yeah, that's true. And I'd um, 
I'd had a slot lined up for Dom Hodgson's uh, Inspire virtual event, doing a webinar on that. So there was stuff going on there. May 21st was when the idea was suggested. And then exactly one week later, we filmed our first couple of uh, participants. Yeah. And it was, a, if you remember, I, I know you will, it was a week of like, it was all I worked on really. Um, getting in touch with people, you know, keep keeping a, a log of who I'd got in touch with and following up with them putting together like a little video to explain what it was about. And the whole thing was, I didn't really know what it would look like in the end. I didn't know whether I was going to make one film, a series of films, anything. But I knew that, as I said right at the start, the vibe was going to be positive. It was going to hopefully help people to feel better about the future. Um, so that's all I said to people. And as you said, thank, thankfully, we had people say yes, say it was a really good thing. And since then, to this date, we've filmed 14, I think, people. Um, or we will have filmed 14 by the time this goes out, and we may even have a couple more. And, yeah, I mean, I've done enough talking for a little bit. What's, what, what, have we, what have we discovered? And what's give us your idea of uh, some of the things we've heard and what the whole experience has, has been like for us as well. Well, I think it's quite important to say that it's really interesting the diversity of businesses that have wanted to get involved in this um because i think a lot of uh, businesses that look like they have pivoted are all like restaurants that are just now doing stuff takeaway um but really uh, they haven't really been the people we've been interviewing we have done a cafe and um but we've done a vets and we've done a um what is this like a PR? She's a PR lady. Yeah, uh, yeah, Rachel Spencer. Yeah, yeah the pet uh-huh. PR expert. Yeah, um, we've done a coach, the vets, the um, like a play center, all sorts of uh, like different sort of businesses as yeah. well. And um, there has been like quite a lot of common themes, which I think is great for the um, you know post production of like putting together um, everything that everyone's talking about, and everyone was pretty positive. Like it, it's. It, it was really emotional to kind of for everyone to have to choose to maybe close their doors like and some people continued trading but some people have like discovered some really great things about like what the priorities are and how the community has come together and in something that's affecting us all and is bigger than us all like you say Mm. um yeah and it's uh it's given us some good purpose as well because i was uh completing a degree and um literally handed my last thing in very last week and then Alex was like we're gonna go filming next week (laughs) 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 like Like, really (laughs) oh um can I have a week off no (laughs) (laughs) I gave you the option I'm just kidding like a terrible boss um it just it just meant that we were, I think it gave us some focus, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and some um, purpose. Yeah, definitely, well. yeah, yeah, which I think... And that, that was what I said. I admitted to this, um, to come back to what I said to you before, I, I actually said this on Facebook, I think, that I had a bit of an identity crisis when when the work stopped and when we'd fully caught up with all the client work. Um, it was suddenly like... like I It just highlighted... Like, I knew it already, but it, it really kind of put it at the forefront that I had a purpose before and it was helping people to create effective videos. And then that disappeared. Like I, like it did for everyone, basically, for, for, for 90% of people. Um, and I know how hard that's been. Like, it's been just been really tough for people. I found it really hard. And But, like, we've 
we've we've we are coming out of it pretty well i think um and i know how hard some people have had it so you know again that's another driver why i I really wanted to do this because um even if we did encounter some difficult stories or you know some some sort of tales of tribulations that people have had i wanted to just put the put the slant on it being positive for the future and everyone Every, you know all the examples that you give there the people we've spoke to have have done so um it's been amazing and you're you're absolutely right as well about the common themes that's been really interesting i think you know we've spoken to lots of different people but we've asked them all like essentially the same questions um and it's been really interesting to hear the, the common themes throughout it um but i'll save some of the details of that until the actual documentary is released um, I uh, think what's interesting too is that like we have also had to um, adapt like how we work as well like because usually we would uh, put microphones on people and have to get quite up close and personal and we had to change how we did that when true. we were going to businesses um, we were staying more than two meters away from them setting up I would I would model the scene and um, uh, and then we would come and like sit them sit them down with like a boom mic above them instead of like a microphone on them. And, you know, maybe it might have um, uh, like altered the quality, but like we worked around it. And um, so like most other businesses, we had to adapt as well. It's true. Yeah, it's a really good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, Yeah, like you say, mics on big big stands that are like, three meters away from from anyone uh long lenses <laughs> that's yeah. that's definitely been a big thing yeah it has it has been a really interesting kind of um change and i think actually like i think in a way like that that has been good the, the benefit of that is that what you what you often find don't you is like with any creative pursuit restriction actually brings about better results usually if you restrict yourself to, deliberately to you know like i'm only going to paint uh, this one color or I'm you know I'm only gonna um uh I don't know film in this particular I'm gonna, gonna use one lens for example like I did that on a holiday we went on a few years ago I was like I, I really want to like take my full set of lenses to France so that I can get the best footage possible but actually I'm gonna restrict myself to just this 150 mil and it really like forces you to think creatively yeah. um so I think there's been there's definitely been benefits to that for sure and yeah, you that that film in France, you produced a really really good piece of work as well. That and we had you had to, what you know, we gave a camera to a ten year old and stuff as well. And it's like okay, this is a bit shaky and stuff, but we went with it. Exactly, it's yeah. Like it yeah. was a really good little little film. Yeah, so. indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Um, cool stuff. So to wrap things up, then in conclusion, and to give you guys listening uh, some takeaway lessons because there there are lots in here but I, I will succinctly sum up what i think are the most important uh wreck the lockdown as it's called as in rec as in record which was your idea normsy and i absolutely love it so thank you for that suggestion you're very well <laughs> uh, wreck the lockdown the the documentary about northeast businesses in lockdown uh and how they have adapted and overcome the challenges and what their hopes and thoughts are about the future is coming out very very soon uh, I'm not going to announce when just yet, but it is very, very soon, like within the next few weeks. We're just sort of wrapping up the last few interviews and stuff, making sure we've given ourselves enough time to do all of the editing and whatnot. 
and then it'll be out there. But if you'd like to see any of the of the film so far, because we have put out some little one minute snippets, um, which has been really uh, cool from like a a social media perspective, just like ultra shareable short clips to give you a little teaser of what's to come. You can find us on uh, Facebook or Instagram if you search for Artifact Media. Uh, I'm Alex Artifact on Instagram. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Alex Wardle, or you can go to artifactmedia.co.uk forward slash wreck the lockdown. All the links will be in the description of this episode, of course. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, it's probably a little bit late now if anyone would like to be involved, unfortunately. Um, but again, like to everyone who has been involved, to our 15, 16 uh, uh, contributors, thank you so much. And I hope that it uh, does some good for your business. I'm sure it will. I'm, I'm sure it, it'll just spread some positive vibes, which is what it's all about. So yeah, looking forward to that. In terms of like key takeaway lessons, uh, dear listener, I think aside from everything that we've kind of touched on in this episode, the main thing is about stories. Stories are everywhere, all the time, every day, in your day-to-day life, no matter where you look, there's stories. And it's important to know that because stories work from a business, from a marketing perspective and from a you know, when you, when you say something like that, it used to kind of make me feel a bit cringy because it's like, oh, well, you know, are you kind of manipulating people? Is marketing manipulation? And like, are you manipulating people by using stories? Are you like playing on their emotions and stuff? But I actually think that's not the case. I think marketing is just another word for communication. It's just a person, a business, whatever, communicating with another person and obviously doing that en masse to an audience. And what is a really good, effective form of communication? Stories. The most effective form of communication, for sure. Why? Because we have been hardwired to to listen intently to stories and to latch onto them since the beginning of time, essentially. Um, you know, th- there's a great quote in Wired for Story, this, this excellent book, uh, which I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember the exact thing, but it's something like, you know... You've you've got eyes t- to um to to be able to hold onto the cliff. You know you've you've got hands to be able to hold onto the cliff edge so you don't fall off. But stories tell you why to hold on, because it's the story of like oh you, you know if you were a caveman it's like there was this other caveman and he fell off the cliff and he died. Oh right well there's a lesson in there, so I, I'm going to make sure I don't do that. That's like the simplest way of kind of uh, explaining that, that why why stories are so like hardwired into your brain. Obviously, if you take that many, many steps further and many thousands of years later, we naturally seek them out every day and we latch onto those that resonate with us. So if you can do that as a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a marketer, whatever, and use them to better communicate with your audience... I mean, aside from anything else, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of the competition. And you're actually going to communicate effectively with the people who are listening rather than just like pushing your message out there and saying, you know, come and buy my stuff. That's not going to work. Building on the um, your little story there of um, the caveman, you know, knowing the story of the one falling off. And so we use stories to help us like navigate the social world basically and yeah. um you know make that's decisions. what i was trying to say that's more eloquently <laughs> much more eloquently put. yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah 
Uh, so that's it. well well viewers that's it (laughs) so if you enjoyed this episode um thank you by the way naomi thank you for your insights as ever so that is indeed it from us that's from me and naomi thank you for your insights as usual thank you Jin, for getting in the way of the cameras as usual as well if you enjoyed this episode dear listener uh give us a review on itunes or on spotify wherever you're listening or, or watching this share it with a friend who you think might learn something from it And the big sort of call to action this week is, of course, to look out for Wreck the Lockdown, which will be released very, very shortly. The full-length documentary about Northeast businesses in lockdown. And you can see snippets of what we've produced so far by following the links in the description. But that's it for now. Thank you again, Norms, and we'll see you next week.